Hello, you're listening to Dragonfly Heart Medicine Radio, a place where like-minded people come together to discuss spirituality, awakening, plant medicine, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dragonfly Heart Medicine Radio. I am super excited, as always, because I love doing podcasts. I love interviewing people about spiritual things and life and just, you know, having conversations with men and women who are like-minded. And so today I have a special guest because we did this beautiful program together called the Divine Purpose Path sometime in 2019. I don't even really remember, but um, we, we connected through there and she's just such a beautiful soul. And I've been trying to get her on the podcast for like, I don't know, a month or two. And it's like, we would schedule something and then something happened and yeah, so she's finally here, so I'm going to let her introduce herself real quick. Just something simple, you know, to start your name, where you're from, what you do, anything okay. you want to share. Uh, so my name is Cassie Brocious, or sometimes I go by Cosmosis Cass, um, and I am from Anchorage, Alaska right now, originally Dallas, Texas, so I've experienced a fair bit of change. Um, yeah, uh, basically I think the reason that I'm really here today is just, um, you know, I've, as far as business goes, it's been in flux a lot, but I'm basically a certified holistic health coach through IIN and I've, uh, taken a really intensive course that led me down a track of kind of healing through the nervous system level. Wow, yeah. I, you know, I can't say that I'm trauma trained so that like I can, you know, welcome, like, let's just full on work with trauma. But through the course, I would say I'm probably trauma informed to the greatest possible, like, like truest sense of it. And um, it is just something that has really influenced the rest of my work, which I'm really passionate about dance and just... movement as life and can Uh we have joy of that and find how that kind of ripples out into the rest of our lives oh yeah greater joy and ease and flow so love it yeah that's kind of my focus lately yeah i like movement what'd you say movement as life movement as life like really if we stopped moving what happens to us Right. Oh, we get like stagnant and stuck and like bleh, feel like crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's part of why. Yeah, I left my office job because I was like, I cannot sit still this long. Like it's killing me. Like literally, I just felt like my soul was being sucked from me a little bit more every day. <laughs> I have always gone more the route of hospitality, only because hey, I'm super active. Like, I really like this because it's keeping me active. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like the whole engagement with people sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, cool. (laughs) So before we get too much into the the dancing and the coaching and things like that, we are going to do my favorite little intro game, Two Truths and a Lie. So you will tell us three things about yourself, and one of them is going to be a lie. Two of them are going to be true, and I'll try to guess which one is the lie and whether I'm right or wrong. It doesn't really matter. It's just a fun way to get to know you a little bit. Okay. So um, I went paragliding through uh, 
the Grand Canyon once. And then, um, let's see, I lived out in the woods for a very long time, um, basically off-grid lifestyle out in the middle of Alaska. And I've been on a reality television show. Huh. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I, um, I'm just gonna take it, <coughs> excuse me, I have a bit of a cold, um, I'm just gonna take a guess, because I really don't know, sometimes I do, and sometimes I'm like, I don't know, um, paragliding through the Grand Canyon, up the line. Ding, 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 ding! What? <laughs> so you were on a reality TV show? Yeah, I was. <laughs> uh, what, what, what show is it? So, you know, there's been a, a pretty good stream of Alaska-oriented uh, re reality shows. Mine was um, Alaska Railroad, I think they call it. Railroad Alaska. Wow. They call it Railroad Alaska, I think. Yeah, because they didn't, because, you know, Alaskan Railroad, went, that's like what we actually call the railroad here. <laughs> you know, it was kind of like a, you know, a flip of the words for whatever reason on the show. So anyway. Yeah. I yeah. used to really watch, like to watch Survivor growing up. And we tried to convince my dad to like audition <laughs> yeah. for a Survivor. Like even, he probably wouldn't have gotten chosen, but it would have still been fun. He, but we had to make like this video and all these things. And he was just like, no, I don't want to do all that. I'm like, oh, he just wasn't into it. Right. And then we used to watch Family Feud a lot. And they actually had, like, auditions or something near us one time. And we're like, oh, my gosh, we should audition for Family Feud. And my family was like, no. I'm like, but we watch it all the time. It would be so much fun. And they're yeah. just like, no. Oh, we got this. <laughs> like, no. I was like, all right, fine. You guys yeah, are lame. <laughs> it's a show that I could totally get down. Like, I always enjoyed, like, just the premise of Family Feud. Yeah. And, like, it's just fun. Anyways, I when I taught high school science, I made, like, a review game version of Family Feud for science. And mm -hmm. It was it was okay. It was a little harder to do it like like that. But um, I used to always make up kind of games and stuff like that. But anyways, for gigs, <laughs> I'm going to sidetrack. Family Feud, Family Feud, Family Feud. Um, but now <laughs> we're back to you and what you do as your holistic coach um, yeah. stuff. So what really drew you to that, you know, and how does it relate to what you feel like your purpose is here on earth? Yeah. So, um, I have had what I feel like is, is, um, quite a ride as far as the healing path goes. Um, and like, I feel like I've always been on it because I experienced like early developmental sexual trauma. Um, so that really put me basically from the age of, ah, uh, my mom tells me I was two, um, into this immediate, like I'm basically in a survival state, um, really shut me down through my whole childhood. And, um, there was just kind of like progressive levels of healing, like from like about 17 when I started smoking cannabis, like I felt like that, that really like kind of like opened me up emotionally and energetically, you know, and then it, and then it increased when I started um, dabbling with psychedelic mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And um, it also, like, I think 
that actually opened up suppressed rage, right? Mm. So, which is like really, uh, you know, understandable. If I, if you have something like that happen to you, like how can you not have like this raw anger to deal with basically? And it wasn't addressed, wasn't, it was like kind of like swept under the rug. Like uh-huh. hopefully she's two, it's, she's so young, like it'll just erase and she'll never now and like we can just move forward kind of thing but like no not at all and i also from you know as far back as i can remember like i resonated with dance i was very kind of disembodied and i really didn't feel like i was able you know like i was like oh you know like i didn't want the spotlight at all and especially like as far as looking at me and it seems like you know you're dancing people are gonna freaking look at you so um yeah like I started out like very much kind of just wanting to hide from the world for protection um but also like always like looking at the figure skaters always looking at the ballet dancers with awe like like wow like do that kind of magic with my body, you know? Um, what would that be like? And so, you know, as I went along with that, like, you know, smoking the the marijuana and the psychedelics, like that really opened me up to just like, I couldn't help but dance basically. And the medicine that I got from that, like is really, the thing that like I resonate with it so much and it feels so good like I just have to share this with people um and so that you know um after I had two babies and I was like oh my gosh is this all life is is like work and toil for the babies and then doing like you know basic hospitality work when I really feel on the inside like a very different breed of a person like I have (laughs) Because I'm, because I'm like that different, like, it's like, I'm like the visionary, right? Like, I feel like I have something to offer the world that's, you know, definitely unique. Um, And so, yeah, dance, how can we approach healing through, like, not trying to fix ourselves? Um... You know, like, that's usually not actually very helpful, right? Like, we end up kind of, like, condemning ourselves because we're not doing the thing. And it's just, like, a vicious cycle because the condemning kind of makes it more likely to continue. Those cycles of addiction and things that happen, you know, when I'll just use, like, binge eating, for example. Like, you feel like crap. So you eat a whole bunch of things and then you feel more like crap and then you're like, well, this didn't solve anything. I just ate a bunch of stuff, but then you still feel bad. So you eat more and it's like this cycle or, you know, insert alcohol, insert marijuana, insert like cocaine, you know, insert whatever. But I like your, your story. It's very similar to mine and yes. that I had a lot of sexual trauma, but it wasn't until recently that those mem- memories that were repressed came forward. So, like, growing up, I, like, especially in my, like, um, high school and college years, I had so much anger. And I had no idea where it was coming from. But that's also when I stopped dancing was in college. Because I graduated and I, like, the studio, like, I was at, like, was too far away. They didn't offer adult classes. And that's when a lot of, like, the anger really came forward because I didn't have a way to, like, 
transmute it and deal with it. And I was like, I'm losing my shit. I have terrible anxiety. So yeah, right. dance is like a huge, huge um, outlet for me. Always has been. So it's cool that we share that. Yeah, definitely. So that's kind of been an, where I've been angling. I feel like it's been a little broad. Um, and I haven't been getting the response from people that I've been looking for. And I feel like, so lately I'm realizing I'm recently divorced like three mm-hmm. years ago was basically when it, it all was like happening. Um, and I really come out this other side of that, like feeling so empowered and um, just like, oh my God, like that's the, it's the best thing that could have happened really. Like I felt so good. <laughs> And then to reflect on where I was and how much, how nice it would have been to have some extra like support at that time. Yeah. Um, I'm really feeling like a resonance and a call to help women who are in that divorce process embrace it as like, I just kind of want to flip the script on it because it's such a like thing that it's, it's happening and people feel like it's this ordeal that reminds them of what a failure they are. Mm -hmm. And it's this transition. That's just, it's so full of resistance. Like, why is this happening? Why do I have to deal with this? Um, And why, why do you have to be like this? You know, like it's just covered resentment basically and some sense of disempowerment. And so that's why I really and I also feel like we don't really have in our society any um, like ritual or deals that promote like an, the individuation process yeah. for the human being. And so I also feel like when we come into these like really hard spots, this is like potentially a really wonderful time to embrace the hardship as something that if we move through it like what am I learning here yeah there's huge lessons and growth and expansion available yeah that it can it can be an easier process simply in like I'm I'm embracing this as this is gonna like this is gonna take me through all my shadows I need to work out and at the when I come out the end of it I'm going to be so much more integrated and clear on what my path is ahead of me. So like, that's my angle now. And I'm like super excited and taking it wow, there. That's so great. And it's like, yeah, because integration is so important. When we experience trauma, we become so fragmented and, but that also becomes part of our medicine that we share with people. So when we've experienced these things like divorce or sexual trauma firsthand, we can walk people through that process because we've been there ourselves and it's really hard for you to offer someone advice on like going through a divorce and relationship advice when you've never experienced those things yourself. So I feel like as light workers, we come here to experience certain things and learn very hard lessons to integrate ourselves and kind of create our own medicine and then offer that out into the world. And, um, yeah, we're very similar. Like I knew we were similar, but like, cause I've also, I'm also divorced. <laughs> Are, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, well I was only married for six months, <laughs> oh, Okay. but, um, it was still like a two year process. Cause it was like in North Carolina, you have to be separated for a year before you can even file for divorce. And 
there's this thing called alienation of affection where you can sue the other party. So I actually ended up having an affair. So then the person I was having an affair with ended up getting sued and had to pay money. It was a mess. Wow. I didn't but I, <laughs> like a soap opera. But I learned so much from it. And now I'm a much more empowered person. And it taught me a lot about like trusting my intuition and not settling just because I wanted financial stability and I wanted someone to spend time with, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So how are you like always kind of lead with is like, (laughs) you know what, this might be painful and like figuring out how to do the co-parenting and stuff is like so tricky and not simple because we're just constantly throwing our shadows in each other's face but like (laughs) (laughs) but it is necessary and right right like we're really taking this action for (coughs) all involved you know if we can really like just like hone in on like I want what feels best for everyone here let's just focus on that Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, the key, I think. But. Uh, so it sounds like you're you've gotten pretty clear on you know your purpose mm-hmm. and what your mission is, especially with women. So how does that relate to the dance and like the the holistic coaching? And so how are you using those tools to offer this to women? Yeah, thank you. Um, it's for me, uh, dance is just a really and movement in general um a really good integrative tool uh um no matter where we are it 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 can help us stop with the uh the mental dialogue for one you know those stories that just kind of get to run in and they're you know you just can't help yourself basically and um we can allow actually that story to move through our bodies in a, in a much truer way. You know, um, it's like, we're feeling the story and we're, we're moving it out potentially. Um, versus I think it's really easy when we're exploring things even in like talk therapy that you're not really going anywhere. You're just kind of like circling through. It's actually like you're reliving what you like. You're probably reliving. Okay. In the immediate, whatever the situation is that, that, you know, you're struggling with, you're reliving that, like you can't get out of that. But that also is like a retelling of probably traffic, past traumas that we're somehow trying to complete, but it's in this kind of like, you know, way that's really not going to ever take you into the completion. Um, You're in that cycle. It's like you just stay stuck in your head and you're not doing anything to like move it, to transmute it, to, yeah. yeah. It's really what I feel like it is, is trapped energy, trapped like survival energy that, that mounted because we always like when we have, uh, a stress come in, a big stress come in, or a trauma, um, our bodies mount a survival response. And that response is for like the fight, the flee, like running for our lives, fighting for our lives. Or we shut it down because, you know, because we can't get away, right? Yeah. Um, 
And if we're shutting it down, that actually means like that energy. It's not like it just disappears. It is actually like shutting it in. And so we need to give ourselves some kind of outlet to let it out. But also when it's accumulated, it gets a lot trickier. Right. Because our body remembers everything. Yeah. And then you it's know, just like, it's oh, Honestly, this is just an unsafe place to be in. This is how like the body is actually experiencing life is like just generally unsafe. I'm not going to let that energy bubble up because right. it, it feels like the tiger is right there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, as children, you know, and, and we do this and it's like, um, I used to have like internships at daycares and things like that. And they haven't learned yet to repress things. So like one minute, if they're angry, they're going to be screaming and they're going to be kicking and then it fades and then they're fine. And then a few minutes later, they might be crying about something and then they're fine. It's because they're just constantly letting, you know, those emotions move through them and they're experiencing anger to the fullest effect. And it only takes maybe five minutes and then they move on. But you know, you're told, Oh, you can't be angry right now. Or, Oh, you can't be sad right now. So we learn to shove that down. Like you just, anger is not okay. Ever. Right. right. Yeah. You can't be angry. You're not allowed to be angry. Yeah. You know? That was like the biggest, I, when it, like in my, um, in my marriage, like my anger was coming up for me to deal with. And I didn't, you know, I didn't have, it was a, such a tricky thing because it was coming out disproportionately. I knew he didn't deserve it. And yet like I couldn't stop it. And but like he would kind of like you know shove me away and definitely like you know like go pull yourself together kind of thing um and it was just the type of thing that makes it worse like the the calm down thing like oh you know like I'm feeling this way and I can't help feeling this way and I'm just trying to share with you like my frustrations and you're reflecting back to me that I'm a bad person for just being the way I am right now and expressing what I feel like I need to express right like it it has like this like double thing right and there is a difference between you know feeling what you're feeling and expressing it versus like putting it off on the other person and believing them, you know, but some people just get so uncomfortable when you share how you're really feeling. Like, you know, there's been some relationships I've been in. They're like, I want, I want to know, you know, if you're feeling upset, it's okay to be upset around me. And then when you're upset around them, they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't handle that. Like you need to like, like I can't watch you cry. Like just, um, I'm going to go outside or I'm going to go in another room and you're just like, you're not going to hold space for me. Right. (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh. You can't hold Right. That was, that was so, crazy. Yeah. So it's interesting. And so you talked a lot, you know, about dance, which I love too, because it's a language in and of itself. And dance is like the universal language. You know, yeah. you don't have to like, it doesn't matter like what country you're from or whatever. Everybody can relate to dance and be moved by dance. Um, mm-hmm. But what, what else do you, you offer? You mentioned something about like your holistic coaching and, some training you had with trauma and things like of that nature um so i was dabbling with uh what i was calling soul rock sessions Uh i think what i'm gonna do is scale that what i was doing there back a bit and just incorporate 
the techniques more into the coaching um, as well as encouraging um, like some some movement practice uh you know it depends on a person and what their comfort level is in their body right where you start at but you like i think first and foremost let's get comfortable with our bodies you know and and let's take us wherever we're at as far as that goes like how can we just really like receive that like we're okay exactly as we are And how can we get a little bit more curious about who we are and and what we're sensing? Um, That was kind of what the soul rock sessions were about is just like creating a a safe space where um, people can just bring whatever is showing up for them, whether it's um, something they can't stop thinking about weight feelings that are I mean any kind of feeling really like whether they're intense and unpleasant or whether they're really pleasurable like just taking us wherever we are um and uh physical ailments even that might have our attention and just like allowing our attention to whatever the stuff is is going on we can always find a sensation attached to it in the body and so that was the thing, like, how can we firstly ground to the, the environment, like yeah. to how our body is making contact with the floor, the chair, how our breath is coming, how we can scan the environment, like in a real slow, curious way so that you know, it's like letting our eyes fall on the things that actually like our eyes, like, like it interests our eyes to like, Oh, yeah. there's a lot to look at there. <laughs> um, or like, Oh, those are sounds I wasn't noticing before. Um, but all these things uh, really speak to our body on like that nervous system level. Like if I can allow myself to slowly engage this way, then I must be safe. Like it, it really speaks on that, that deep level, like words don't really do it. Like this, this is like truly speaking to the body. And um, I think the body is probably more connected to like our inner child and our unconscious than, you know, our conscious mind. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so many of us are like still acting like we're five years old. A lot of times when we're triggered by certain things, you know, like if you ever right. see people when they're really angry, like they instantly revert back to like a younger age whenever they experience something. I got stuck at five. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've definitely noticed moments where I'm like, wow, this kind of emotional reaction from me is it's it's a bit like a two-year-old like the whole world revolves yeah right and that's something I've started doing like when I feel triggered I'll just pause for a minute and be like how old am I right now and like I'll actually hear an answer like eight or two or six and I'll be like hmm so what am I really like so what am I actually remembering because it's obviously like this person pissed me off but like this level of reaction is from something else and then sometimes I get an answer, sometimes not. But it's always interesting when I get an answer. I'm like, oh, I thought I forgot about that. Yeah. Like recently I got really upset because people weren't listening to me in a conversation. And I got like, I mean, not out loud, but inside I was so angry. 
And I was like, okay, where's this coming from? I was like, I'm age eight. And I was like, okay, well, what the heck happened to age eight? And then all of a sudden, I remember I had a birthday party, my eight-year-old birthday party, and all of my friends were ignoring me and just playing with each other. And it, like that got me angry. And I'm just like, I thought I forgot all about that. I didn't even think it was bothering me, but apparently it is. So it's that, just like, so. Yeah, like, <laughs> That's supposed to be all about me, you guys. Right. Like, oh. <laughs> right. So it's just so so interesting how our minds and like bodies really do hold on. Like we like we're these big supercomputers and like everything we experience, you know, we're just constantly collecting data and like storing it. Mm-hmm. You know. Definitely. And yeah. I love how you mentioned, you know, it's almost like you're taking people on a journey with what you're doing the direction that i want to go like i'm really uh there is this guy that um i just follow like crazy because every bit of material he puts out i'm just like straight in on and he's (laughs) his name's ruan and me me i can't remember pronounce his last name but um he's like a coach that's really uh you know he's a sex coach he's a relationship coach he really focuses on archetypes though lately and um, like the, the relationship between the animus and the anima. And he was talking about the individuation process and I'm like, oh, that's it. The divorce <laughs> as individuation. So like individuation process basically has the three steps um, broken down simply. Uh, and that would be like, at first you're, you're actually doing the shadow work. You're integrating your shadows. And once you, once you've really like gone there, then it's, it's, it's integrating the animus and the anima within. And if you don't know what those archetypes are, basically the anima is the feminine side of any given person and the animus is the masculine side of any given person and usually we find that we're um, kind of imbalanced on one side or another and so it's it's bringing them into a greater balance is basically the work there Um, and then after that it's all about self-actualization really pursuing basically the things that are our natural gifts and talents and, and the things that we can contribute to the world. I like that. Yeah. And I know so many people that forget about all three steps and they get stuck in the first step, which is like the shadow work. And they like get almost like obsessed with uncovering all these shadows and working on all these shadows, but they get lost in that. <laughs> and then it's like, they wonder why, like they're like, I have a friend who is, you know, was in a similar boat and they were just like constantly like just this thing, this thing, this thing. Like I have so much, I just need to <laughs> excuse me, yeah. figure it all out right now. And they got lost. And one of my favorite artists, um, Dia Frampton, she has a band with her sister and they call Megan Dia. And she has a song called Inventing Shadows. And it's all about like creating shadows where there aren't even any. It's like your mind like becomes obsessed with shadow work so that it creates shadows even when there's not shadows just so you can have something to work on. And I'm like, oh my goodness. That is the balance, you know, the shadow and the light. And you can't spend too much time in one or the other. A law of attraction. It's like, this is my story. I don't know who I would be without this story. So let me just keep recreating it in new ways. Um, Or yeah, like, 
the whole, yeah, that you could get like addicted to fixing or something, you know? Yeah. But That's a good I, way to look at it. Addicted to fixing. It's oh. like, um, it's almost like that becomes the new safety zone is, yeah. you know, if I, I just need to keep working on myself. Right. But <laughs> that's such a funny yeah. place. But there comes a point when you can like take a break and you can celebrate how far you've come. Yeah. And that's a big message I keep getting lately is my guides are like, celebrate how far you've come. Like, it's okay to celebrate, like, please celebrate, you know? <laughs> yeah, celebration. Like, I'm so glad you talked about that. Cause to me, like that is a really huge chunk of it is releasing like this, I mean, there's kind of like a not enoughness yes. going on with the the need to work on ourselves, and it's like we, if we're forgetting to celebrate, like where we are and how far we've come, then we're really not actually getting into the vibration that we want to be in. Exactly. The more that we can actually celebrate every tiny bit, like the more we're actually giving ourselves momentum to get to where we want to be. And maybe like actually getting there instantly in a sense, you know, if you can. Right. That's another thing I keep hearing is you think it has to be all complicated, but what if you just could in this moment shift to that place? Just drop, drop into it. Let and it like, go. I actually don't need to yeah. be anywhere else right now. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah. And actually during one of my plant medicine ceremonies, I was expected to do all this deep work. I was like ready for it. Right. And I didn't do anything. The whole night, I was just kept being told, just be where you are. Celebrate how much you have done in the past year. Sweet. Just slow down and just enjoy it. So then, like, a song came on, and all of a sudden, I mean, I, I wasn't able to move, like, the whole night. And then all of a sudden, when the song came on, one of the facilitators started dancing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to dance with her. And all of a sudden, like, my body was like, all right, let's do it. And we, I ended up dancing with her and then everybody else got super engaged. And then I got my drum and I was drumming and then people were like drumming on the floor. And I was just like, yes, celebrate. <laughs> so it's great. Just celebrate life and music and dance and all the things. That's another thing that we're really missing as, as a society is proper celebration. Proper celebration. Yeah, right. We used to do way back in the day with the seasons, you know celebrating the coming and goings of things and really letting it be a celebration where we like let it all hang loose and we're just like you know in that reverie for the whole night you know or whatever um nope like I don't know I feel like people feel like they need to you know drink way too much <laughs> generally right? I was just about to say that like you know my parents version of like celebrating is oh let's go get drunk and I'm like eh. that just kind of like negates everything because <laughs> then your vibration like changes and shifts and you bring yourself back down I mean I mean but, um, I, I guess you know alcohol has been a part of the reverie for a long time as well I don't know but definitely I it probably I have to think that like any cultures where um the reverie is more oriented to like plant medicine yeah and, and drumming like you were like everything you were just talking about mm. that just sounds like so much more of an epic 
Yeah. And it connects you to the earth and to everybody. Yeah. And it recharges yeah. like a recharge instead of like, because I mean, if you get drunk the next day, you have a hangover and you feel like shit. Yeah. But not, like if yeah. you're doing like a drum circle or you're dancing, like it recharges you. And then the next day you wake up and you're just like, yes, my life. I love life. I love everything. I'm connected to the universe. Like, thank you. Instead of like, oh, I feel so sick and I'm just going to sleep all day. <laughs> right. Why did I do that? No, granted, sometimes you can feel a little rough after some plant medicine because it does dehydrate you, but it's a different, it's a different kind of, like, feeling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so how can people find you to do any of your stuff, your services, your coaching? So I actually have a YouTube channel. Um, just starting to get Instagram going. I've been really slow with like social media honestly and I'm, I'm like like I came from a cabin in the woods kind of situation and I really I love that lifestyle except I couldn't have like the community and the connect to my purpose that, that I can have now like being in Anchorage so um yeah just getting on Instagram and <laughs> find me there at, at Cosmosis Cast. Okay, cool. But it won't be necessarily too much material at this point, although, like, I'm really aiming to. Yeah, I have a Facebook and yeah. YouTube and things like that, but I still don't have an Instagram. But one of my friends was like, you need Instagram. You can advertise for things on there, too, not just Facebook. Right. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll yeah. get an Instagram. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we'll put a link to your Instagram and your YouTube on the podcast, link Sounds on the perfect. website. Yeah, so can I connect with you. Dance breaks, and my new thing is like I'm I'm gonna start doing them on a daily as my Ooh. devotional practice. Ooh, so that'll yes. be uh, cool to see how that unfolds. But uh, yeah, so and the, and the dance breaks are very you know it's like a five minute random song you know, that I like usually, <laughs> and then um, I'm always like. Uh, exploring some different kind of angle towards the dance. The last one I did, like I was bringing in beginner's mind, which if you don't know what that is, then it's basically um, what I was talking about earlier is coming with fresh eyes. Like how can I be curious with this moment as if, you know, I've never experienced this before. Like I'm a kid discovering their hands for the first time basically it's like even if I've done this a million times like how is this like the first time I'm really paying attention to what's happening right. with the body and what wants yeah. to happen so cool. but uh yeah there's so many different things you can focus on so it changes your experience tremendously as part of the Nia which I don't know if I mentioned that I'm also oh like, yeah Nia uh nia instructor and so yeah do you want to explain what that is real quick for those listening who may not know what was that do you want to explain what nia is for those who may not yeah. know so nia is a holistic fitness class um it's high energy low impact it's semi-structured um but you're really invited to like use your own self-expression um and make things just however it works for you basically um and so it weaves nine different movement forms from martial arts healing arts and um dance arts all together and so it gives you like this really 
kick-ass, like total body workout. And it feels like play. Like the number yeah. one principle to Nia is the joy of movement. And so that is just like feeling your aliveness and really tuning into, you know, what your body's truth is today and how it wants to move, what feels best, tweaking for, you know, if there happens to be a pain and tweaking for pleasure, basically. So yeah, it's, it's an amazing, it's very sensory oriented and very like, I found the nervous system work a little bit after Mia and I found them like super complimentary. So yeah, I've taken a couple of Nia classes here and there. There's a Nia group in Greensboro. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely, yeah, it's cool. All mm -hmm. right. So we're getting close to the end of our time. I've enjoyed it so much. Is there any last little tidbits or little nuggets of anything you want to share before we end? Let's see. Um, I don't know. I, I want to actually, there is something that I've been focused on lately and I don't know like if I can package this for people somehow, but just how much um, we can as women really find our power in attuning to our, um, like our menses cycle, our moon cycle. Oh, yeah. And you know, just really like how deeply we can be tied to the fertility, our fertility cycle. Like we can really know where we can get pregnant and where we yeah. can't. We can take those proactive steps. And when we actually allow ourselves to be in our natural way without like hormones or um, what do you call it? Any kind of... Uh, is it contraceptive? Yeah, <laughs> contraceptives, birth control, any of those things. Yeah. Birth control. Birth control. Like when you when you actually just let your body be the way it is, like, oh my gosh. Personally, like I feel more like just in me and my like yeah. just true health and, and, and vibrance. Yeah. And it's really interesting you bring that up because one of my next guests is actually gonna be talking about everything menstrual cycle and everything fertility and like she knows so much about like the different seasons of your cycle and all these things so yeah yeah so Be yeah excited. it's a thing yay i'm glad somebody else is doing it <laughs> yes it's so, beautiful to i also really ascribe to the idea that like even beyond like how much like when we're really connected to that we can control it to a great extent just in that alone. Like I also really believe in power of intent and like just like telling the universe, like what am I available for? My creative energy is going into this. This is what my creative energy is going into and I don't have any extra available, so. <laughs> Or yeah. I really do have my creative energy, you know, like, and get more intentional about, I think, you know, the way that people approach fertility sometimes is in this, like, I don't have control over it. And like, let me just hope that this happens the way that I want it to. Let me just like plead in a like, oh God, I don't know. I don't know. Like a real, like kind of not trusting the universe kind of way. Yeah. Um, versus like how can we like get more like sure 
that we are doing exactly what we want to do. And that creates, you know, it's like getting out ahead of it, like Abraham Hicks talks about, basically. Yeah. Any, any clarity definitely helps, like having that laser focus so that we can contain our energy and put it towards something um, versus when we're super scattered and we don't really know what's going on or we have all these interests and we want to try to do this and this and this and this and we're like jumping from place to place to place in the universe. It's like, ah, make up your mind. I can't keep up with you. <laughs> and there's such a micro macro thing going on with yep. it. Like, you know, how much do we just generally like, like we've, like we've been on the pill our whole life. So we don't even know what we yeah. are when we're yeah. in our natural state. Right. You don't even realize that these headaches aren't natural or whatever. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then there's the macro of just like how much hormones in our water supply are affecting things in ways that we can't even guess. So I think, yeah. I think it's contributed to some imbalance in the world for sure. Interesting being a woman. <laughs> Yeah, I've got some. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We got to talk about a lot of really cool things and it'll be posted soon. And then I'll make sure, I, you know, just send me like your um, link to your YouTube and Instagram and maybe like your email so yeah. we can post that along with the podcast so people can check you out. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. And until next time. All right. Thank you. Bye.